Hello and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Uh, we will be talking tonight about the fall of Hyperion, the second book in the Hyperion Cantos. We have talked about this in an episode prior, uh, focusing on characters, and now we will go into a larger concepts and events. We're your hosts, John. And Johnny. And we have a war on our hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. War uh, caused by plots within plots. <laughs> Though I have to admit, didn't really see Hyperion fall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of already did yeah. before this book, and it's the web that falls. It's the, the hegemony that falls right. I, in this book. I, okay. Is the fall of Empyrean... Is, is, that, is that a Keats poem? Is that the title of a yes. Keats poem? Is that the title of a Keats poem? Um, I I don't know. Hyperion is certainly a reference to Keats. Yes, that. And the the other my other question would be: Are Endymion? I think in, I know I'm almost positive Endymion is, but is the rise of Endymion also a Keats reference? I'd be crazy um, if it was. Cause, yeah, because that that would explain why. Because, I, I, yeah, I, I, I see that. The title isn't... Uh, a one-to-one of what happens. But I interpret it as, well, Hyperion central to everything. It is. Uh, it is a, a poem by Keats. Okay. Yeah, I bet Endymion and Rise of Endymion are also... Po- well, maybe at least references to... Right, and Endymion may be in that poem, um, and it's just true. like, oh, I'm going to do Rise of Endymion because because book two was was the fall, fall. in the title, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, is it just at this? Well, okay, no, I, no, I'm 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 yeah. I'm, bring, I'm bringing in I'm bringing in the third book now. Yeah. Um. Endymion is a poem. So it's okay. the fall of Hyperion and Endymion. Oh, is the title of the poem? Oh. No, no, no. Those are those are the two poems. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, but in any case, um, that is not the only that is not the only Keats that we get in this book. No. <laughs> um, we, uh, Keats is pretty much the only first person point of view, um, and. Man, he was he was really dull in the beginning, but then that changed. Yes, just the fire nation attacked. Um, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. The fire nation, but yeah, it was the ousters. No, wait, it, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the it was the techno core, which was f- coming from twenty twenty. Oh. Kind kind of obvious. Like I, I'm like, if we're, is is the is the subversion supposed to be that we are supposed to trust these guys, are supposed to not trust the 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 techno core, and then it turns out that they're they're good, and I doubted that because it just it it I, it was I, too early for that to be a subversion that would happen. Yeah, I. 
I don't, I don't know. It's because again, a lot of my experience with this book is through the lens of like when I first read it. But I, like, I bought, I bought it initially. Uh, at least that it was the Absters, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it is believable that the Technicore parts of the Technicore could have just been helping the Absters. No, yeah, I, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that the Absters were good necessarily. Um, though I was kind of thinking that the barbaric picture we had of them probably wasn't well, true. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's more complicated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't trust the AI one bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought that I reread some of the scenes. I, I, I like the scenes that Al- Albedo, however you would pronounce it, the Technicore, like, counselor has Gladstone. Yeah. They, they have some, she just gets a lot of great she does. He's like, he's like, you need us. And she's like, you know, when I was eight, my dad just put a few slugs into our like compactor because it was wouldn't start up fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> Have right. a nice day. This is a, uh, shooting a compactor, nuking uh, the. Um, Space in between a galactic wide <laughs> teleportation network, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the rats in the walls. Right. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, we took off. Or, you know, or, sorry, how do we get on the? Oh, we were just the after and the twist and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but but it's. I mean, Gladstone makes up. Um, certainly the other major point of view here. Yes. Um, and she's, she's def, she's, she's admirable and definitely not enviable. No, I've, I've really, uh, and what I thought Simmons did a really good job throughout kind of the whole book and kind of as I was having seen all this, g- giving, uh, he, he, he paints, uh, he paints the backdrop of how the different worlds are being attacked, uh, and this backdrop really that kind of gives weight to a lot of the stuff that Gladstone has to deal with politically. So it's not just oh we're hearing about this stuff that's happening. It's like no, we're getting these vivid descriptions of in part and in part because he suffering as a kind of. Um, like pseudo omniscient narrator, <laughs> yes. Uh, like, like in certain senses. Um, but seeing God's Grove and some of the other planets fall, uh, semi on screen, uh, it kind of gives weight to the growing threat of well, what we presume is the ousters and just what's going on, and in the galaxy, which gives weight to a lot of the the kind of tenuous political situation that Gladstone finds herself in. Keats is fitted with the the latest in technology known as the plot device <laughs> in his head. Yes. Yes. He, 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 he's allowed to change... He, he, he's allowed uh, he, he, he's allowed a point of view where he needs it. Yes. 
Um, I think there's even like sorry, like a description of where he's someone a- someone asked him like, "Oh, do you dream?" So like you can dream their dreams, like meaning the pilgrims and girls. Mm-hmm. And he says like, "No, it's basically like I know like roughly what they're feeling." Basically, and I'm like, "Okay, it's it's the same thing. You're you're basically getting a window into their like." You're basically their point of view when mm-hmm. you want when Simmons wants you to be. Yeah, because uh, wouldn't it have been awkward if like he saw all the different pilgrims at the moments where they weren't doing something of importance? We got, uh, yeah, I don't know, we, we got like Duray just in bed on, uh, pass, is it, he ends up on Passam. Or we're, we're yeah, yeah, pass him or patch him, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, we're just gonna get him just sitting in bed, reading for, like... While, while, while Kassad is in the future fighting. Yeah, fighting destroy Fighting. <laughs> Darn. It's like, oh, um, wrong tape, hold on. <laughs> which, which, to someone reading this from the 90s, that might have been the joke, was wrong tape. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very, uh anachronistic of you um but yeah gladstone was was the woman for the moment yes and again that's that's really admirable especially since she first of all had to play so many different pieces to you know be, be the the leader that um the galaxy needed at the time yeah. um but certainly not one that they would have wanted um if they knew anything about what her true aims were yeah. um because she was basically like i'm gonna i'm gonna burn it all down yeah like like if, yeah which was well i get like we can talk, get, talk about when we get there but yeah i yeah i agree i think it's She's very decisive, uh, but she's not. But but she's still reflective. Right? There's a sequence I was reading about uh, where she goes. She basically does a what you could call reverse pilgrimage, where she goes to all of the different, like either home planets right. or like significant places from the lot from like the pilgrims' like lives, which held no strategic advantage. Right. Yes. She just yeah. needed to. She needed to see what she was going to help yes. destroy. And not only did she have to, to do all that to, to have the strength of character to do that um, and to have the strategic ability to do that, but then she had to kind of turn on a dime when she realized that, one, that the, um, that the invasion was there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. contrary to everyone's expectations and two when it came clear to her that it was the Technocore doing yeah. it yeah it's yeah. very very impressive yeah and reading those such or at least like kind of skimming those sections recapping it I, I was reminded how good of a job someone does in drawing you into that and it, it's the, the thought I kind of have is like the, the pacing in particular with some of those Gladstone sections is really good. Uh, or, or or at least you feel like you're 
you're like stuff is moving, but it's not like like pretty quickly. But it's not like it like like it doesn't feel like you're like like the books are rushing. He doesn't for the scenes that take up a lot of that, which are the war room scenes. He does an excellent job at maintaining tension throughout all of the military speak and jargon that's going on because he he knows how to make a scene feel like a held breath. Yeah. Um I like even, that even even as the, the 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 top general may be saying things that we don't completely understand, we understand that he's leading up to something that's going to be speaking in our language and he's licking dry lips and he's hesitating and you're like okay this is i don't know i don't understand everything but this is gonna this is not good yeah <laughs> you know, and, this isn't good yeah and kind of on that note he does a real service does a really good job in general of it's interesting in a book where there is a lot of or, or not a lot of there are, there are a few uh, big info dump sections like with Uman in particular um, mm-hmm. uh, like it never fe- like he, the book does a really good job of show don't tell uh, or at least showing in general like so in particular with the language so you say talking about the jargon he'll reference like the all thing or like the uh, like set like the I forget what the legislature's called I think, I think it's just it is just yeah. the Senate. But, um, it's, it's, it's all thing in the Senate and the CEO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, which interesting that her title is like an executive, uh, or like one of the like titles that people use doesn't yeah. like touch. But um, yeah. So like when he uses those words with some of that jargon, it, it like you still get the sense of you understand what he's talking about. Because you'll see how it, like you said, he goes back to, like, by the end of the scene, or we give context around what, what a given word like, say, the all thing what would mean, without, like, having a character say, this is what this is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hearing about, especially since they said the speaker of the all thing, in the same sentence or paragraph as he talked about the Senate, I'm like, oh, it's the House. Right, yeah. It's right. it's 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 basically the, the lower legislative branch, or the lower legislature. Um, and then, even in the the parts where it's most difficult to understand, which would be the Uman yes. poem, um, is is clearly the the longest the stretch of exposition. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that it's not a coincidence that he has it in that format. Um, one to have the AI kind of be a very higher than thou entity yes. um, through the language. It's kind of like a higher form of thought. Um, but also it, it cloaks the exposition in that language so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just in an info dump yeah. chapter it, trio. Yeah, it's funny, you know, one of the, um, excuse me, things I was thinking of is that it's a nice touch that the, um, 
like the font in that is like different and than like anything else and yeah, yeah and the and the syntax yes. of it as well the the slashes and backslashes and which you know are of of Keats's era that was stuff like that was very common but he, mm-hmm. but it seems like it, it, like with Emily Dickinson and others but it 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 seems that he took that and put a computer bent to it like like with the slashes the slashes are very mm, you yes. know technical or yeah are very um file path url like um so yeah it was and i'm sure that if if we read it um studied it more we could find like i was trying to search for patterns as to why he was mm -hmm. putting them there and i thought i was catching some of it um but i'm sure it's all purposeful yes that, yeah, like I said, that's such a particular, um, yeah, um, but, but even, but even then, like, a lot of that is less grounded than even the other, st- a lot of the other jargon. Mm-hmm. You, you still kind of get what he's generally saying, uh, or at least, like, you, you, you understand, like, you understand the high level stuff of what Oman's getting at. Uh, and then you have like characters and people extrapolating on it, right? Later, but yeah, but you have the yeah. It's it, as you get farther into it, it's especially. I mean, you can't you can't skim it. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely no, it's not. Not a yeah. Um, but it, it all the stuff is there. Um, and we should we should talk about that. But what well, everything that's in that. But before we do, um. These when uh, Gladstone gets to the moon, yes, gets to Earth's moon. The in these stories, you're always asking yourself, where Where's Earth? What happened to Earth? <laughs> and this we we heard about old Earth, and it's but it doesn't really get talked about. And but there was the the big mistake of 80, 88, 98, something so of 08, maybe. Um, it uh, is just this empty space, and so we're like, empty. So there's some debris there, so it's like, okay, yeah, it, it, whoever built something uh, built it so that like Earth collapsed in on itself. Um, except it didn't. Yep, except it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm glad you said that. I was wondering. I was like, I forget if that's in this book. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's. Not uh, reconstructed because Uman's like, yeah, we're not, we we aren't God, <laughs> so right. no, we didn't create or er- recreate Earth. It's it's Earth. It's, yeah, it's just it's, in a different place. Yeah, which is very, which is which is very interesting. Uh, I I think the most maybe I'm imposing the expanse on this. Like the, the most common trope for that is that it's usually like a dot. Earth is dying and like overpopulated. Like, I mean, I just maybe I just feel like that's the most typical depiction when you get to some of these types of stories, right? Because it's uh, that's more directly um, cautionary. Yeah, that's yeah. Than something like this, or 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 in, or in Foundation, where the outside the the trilogy, they're they're trying to find Earth. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So, do we want to go through the, some of the specific stuff on Unwatch Beach? Well, it certainly um, reveals a lot of what we need to know. Um, basically, we, we'd heard about the, the factions of the AI, but this gives kind of context to what their true goals are. Um, the, the two ultimate intelligences. Yes. Um, and that the, that the human one, which is the, 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 the artificial intelligence one, which is born out of computing, I think. But then there's the human one, which is born out of evolution. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I believe, which is, which is, which ties very well into the, um, evolutionarily conscious message of the books. Right, with the ousters. With the ousters, which are like animal people. They're people that didn't stop evolving. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's their thing. But they look freaky. So we should hate them. Right, that sounds like, oh, they look different, but that's actually how it kind of works in, that's kind of how racism works in real life. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, the, the Shrike is the machine's UI, I think. Or the avatar of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the avatar of it, I believe, yeah. And then there's the empathy of the human UI which is yes. which is the key to everything and that yes. appears it does appear to go beyond this book yes and I will not say anything else in regards to that and, not, and the, for the little I know neither will I yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yes the, the, the empathy part is the key aspect of the human U, of the of like the human UI God, does, it, does he, do they refer to it as UI? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The yeah the UI. Um, basically, he's pre- he prevented the um, the battle of the UIs from reaching their reaching its fruition because the human UI isn't are isn't complete without empathy. So they're going back to get get it basically yes. yeah, yeah that, is in that, order yeah. to continue the battle it seems yeah that's my uh, understanding <laughs> yeah uh, and then we get do they talk more about lions tigers and he talks more about lions tigers and yeah the megasphere yes no not the megasphere excuse me the metasphere Meta, yeah, yeah. yeah the the data sphere the megasphere and then the metasphere which is really which is basically Analogous to the to this realm of computerized reality, except that it's not computerized. It's it's the higher plane of the universe in some in some respect. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 not like it's not like the Matrix or like a real world application of the Matrix. Yeah, and lions and tigers and bears being the the latest in the line of Wizard of Oz references. Yes, saying there there be here there be monsters. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. There's some some 
something is in between like all of this even the space even like surrounding or within the space that the technicore like resided yeah it's it's yeah it's it's surrounding it it's the original it's the technicore is kind of the data the the megasphere is the metasphere's it's like an attempt at the metasphere yeah it seems to me yeah I, yeah i forget the exact differences but yeah because it's like it's like an artificial metasphere yes okay yeah which makes sense that they're trying to achieve like they machine to be trying to achieve that. right they're trying to yeah achieve the ultimate which is like which begs the question of whether or not they're chasing after whether they're chasing after an analogy that's to something that's there or if they're applying rules to something that does exist but to create a product that being an, an ultimate intelligence that it doesn't really apply to do like it's not they, they there's nothing to emulate because it's not there yeah um but that's that's bigger stuff than we have right. the capacity to go into yeah uh, yeah, we could just, I guess, then talk about the decision. Oh, there uh, also Keats, this is more about the Keats again. Uh, so he died, like, he dies of, doesn't he, he dysentery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, yeah, like, no, I, no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, I don't know if no, it's dysentery. Well, well, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure he dies of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, yeah. Like, the actual, like, Yes. Um, yeah, that was all. Man, Dan Simmons wanted to write about junkie, and 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 I, yeah. you know what, I yeah. I get it. There's so much unknown surrounding Keats because he died so young. How old was he? Oh, oh God, early thirties, I think. At the at the oldest. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it is interesting that there are no twenty five. That, yeah, it, it, the, the the pop culture references, we ta- as we talked about, are are very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's it's interesting that it centers around several different pop, like the specific pop culture stuff that it kind of ultimately references, like. Wizard of Oz and Keats in particular come to mind, but uh, I think there's like others, obviously, but it's clear that there's a few that he wanted to focus on. Yes. You mean poems? Uh, just uh, pop culture and literary references in general. Yes. Um, yeah, the ones that the, the ones that pushed theme first and foremost. Yes. Do we want to talk about the? Yeah, let's. Yeah, I'll just go into the like the decision to nuke the. <laughs> yeah, what a yeah, that was that was volatile. I mean, you had basically a kind of a relatable guy who almost kills Gladstone. Um, so we have the guy who almost killed Gladstone in the room with. Her and uh, the guy who uh, eventually helps her in nuking the core. 
um, and she just escapes death by a millimeter. Um, and, and listen, the guy's like, you're about to destroy the infrastructure of our very society. Yes. All of these, like, he goes, Simmons goes into great detail after it happens. What exactly killing the Farcasters does to everything? Oh, that was one of the best, like, that was really good showdown television. You get explicit, <laughs> you get explicit examples in every like instance I mean someone's house that is on multiple worlds now if you were in the living room and your I don't know your partner or family members in the kitchen now you're however many wild like millions of light years years away (laughs) yep Uh, yeah so you had um yeah, that that kind of emotional devastation. Uh, people who are in transit, uh, uh, physical devastation with with amputations. Yeah, um, economic amputations. devastation, um, just uh, mass scale riots. Um, but then he sprinkled in uh, some that were uh, weren't so like worlds that were not so bad off. Like it's like okay, this he they they um, got it under control relatively quickly, which I found um, really realistic because like they're not not all worlds are the same, and they're yes. dependent. Econo- they, maybe they're maybe um, they're self more self sustaining economically, um, but it was it, it was just. Uh, very matter of fact. This is what happened. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just very stark. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But um, yeah, and obviously she gets, or at least the uh, government building gets sacked, pretty much. Oh, and she goes out there, and she's like, "I'm gonna get torn to, to pieces." Yeah, shreds, basically, yeah. And yeah. Just kind of accepts that. No way, yeah, no one's gonna happen. Right. Uh, that was, yeah, but I, uh, that was a great twist. And just, yeah, so I just remember being so just drawn into the book and not being able to put, put it down when I was initially reading it. On um, rehabbing it made me want, made me want to reread the series if, um, for no other reason than just the, some of the fun sci fi stuff. Because uh, there's more of that in this book than the last one, <laughs> like fun sci-fi. Yes, like, as he as stuff. right because he as he holds to more more uh, tightly to a genre in this book. Yes, and 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 goes all all in with it. Yes. Um, okay, so it's 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 more pung. Uh, excuse me. Uh, more pungo. Yeah. More Purgo, excuse me. More Purgo, who um, saves her life by killing the admiral who's going to shoot her, and then he's the one who basically flies it into the portal. Oh, and my. and he's his son is doing the flying, and son has no idea what's about to happen, and he's just like, "I love you," and then and then, and then yeah. it's it's and then you're gone. Um, really good stuff. There's not, there's not a lot about 
Keats himself um, that I have to say. What about you? Uh, not, yeah, not, not a lot. Because he's mostly the eyes and ears and viewpoint to wherever, basically, almost wherever Gladstone's not. <laughs> uh, I mean, in particular, obviously, the pilgrims, but... I'll tell you who I do want to talk a little bit about, though. Yes. Leigh Hunt. Yes, the... The... The, yeah, like the... Basically, the... Seconding. It says a counselor secretary guy who is with Gladstone the whole time and then gets marooned with Keats. Um, This is a guy who lives his life by the book. And it's just, it, he, he creates his life into something not exciting. Um, and then he is made decidedly uncomfortable by being completely away from all of his gadgets. Yes. Um, and then has to stay in, in with and comfort a dying man. And it was a real, I found it a really impressive bit of character work that I didn't even necessarily ask for. Like I, I wasn't like, oh, I need to see Lay Hunt have an arc, but, it, but he did, and it was great. Yeah, I, yeah, like I forget a lot of the specifics of his character, but like from what I recapped, that was one of those things that he, he, he's there a lot, and he, uh, and, and he is like being with Keats, and, and and that is that that part is one thing with Keats that I liked was him Keats was Keats having to reckon with dying. Uh, yes. That, that was, again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That that was well. That, that was well written. Especially since it was in the, basically he was home. Basically. Yeah. Yes. Literally. Yeah. He was. He was literally home. Um. Um. And then, Lay grew to such an extent that he even completed the. He he did his last will and testament. He took him to the graveyard and buried him under the watchful eye of the Shrike who basically was trying to you know make sure things played out the way way that they were going to which was Keats dying Um, but the way that he stands at his grave um, makes me think that it's more complicated than him just saying than him just wanting Keats to die and it being a job or it being like a victory of some kind. The strike, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, the strike in general is complicated, but obviously. Yes, and but, that, that that is that will be in, in future installments, I'm yes. sure. Uh, yeah, we haven't, I'm trying to, um, yeah, we haven't talked, we haven't said like a lot of critiques because we've already been talking about what the book is uh, the main one I would have is that it's and this is less about the book and more about like the I guess the first two is that it's the genre shift is a little jarring continuity wise mm-hmm. uh, just or, or not not genre shift sorry the structure shift from you're reading the Canterbury Tales in space to this is now a tra- more more traditional space opera-esque uh, with political thriller elements. 
I thought that it would have been jarring if it had been one of two ways. One, if it had been in the same book. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. And two, even if it had been the other way around. If they'd started, if he'd started standard and then gone into Canter- the Canterbury style, it would have been... I mean, you could argue that doing being traditional first helps, you know, sell it to the readers before do something crazy like turn it into the Canterbury Tales. Like, like, like if Hyperion was normal yeah. and Fall was yeah, was Canterbury Tales, um, I don't think that would have gone as well um, because you'd be like, okay, where you'd be like, okay, where does this come from? Where did this uh, style come from? As opposed to being like, okay, this is what this is. Like, oh, the second book's not like that? Okay, well, it's normal, and I know enough about the story now that I can focus on that. That that makes sense, and having the weird structure in the first book, especially with how he structures it, he slowly leads... Well, not necessarily... He somewhat slowly leads you into the world building, and you're introduced to different aspects almost independently of the others, like some of the space opera war stuff with Kassad, some of the yeah. religion weird like Hyperion stuff with Dure or like Hoyton slash Dure initially. Mm-hmm. Then you get more of the, I forget the exact order, but then you get more of the big world building Then it then then it's uh then it's yeah, then it's the poet. Um Yeah, yeah so and then it all ends up serving a purpose um in in world building with really the exception of the scholar i think but the scholar has its own strengths well i would say yes yeah the, yeah the scholar is not about world building but like probably might be the most like if you if you read hyperion if you look at the first book as your collection of short, short stories that's the strongest one yes Yeah. I don't really have much. It, it's it, the, the the structure of the series is interesting. That's why I guess I'll say that you have these two that are connected and I'm not going to say anything about the next two, but it's it I'd be curious to know Simmons's thought process when yeah, I thought I the series. Yeah, I I've, I've thought of different questions that I've wanted to yeah. ask him on, but I'm like is he I have no, I know nothing about it right now. I mean, this is still, is so long ago. This was, uh, this was ni- 92, yeah, something like that. Uh, 90, actually. Um, mm. uh, and the next one's 95. Okay, right, okay. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing but liking for, the structure decisions, um, personally, as far as critiques go, the only one I have is that, um, is that, is, is Keats in the beginning. Um, just those times where Simmons was basically doing setup of the, of, of the military, no, not, not the pilgrims, but of, of the military situation and just kind of introducing us to that side of things. Um, and Keats, pretty much just being there for us to see it all um and the only saving grace in those being gladstone when we got switched to gladstone and she was more of a more of a presence that yeah, that left think, an impression that makes sense yeah because she's not like just a narrator right yeah that yeah that that's fair yeah yeah and i guess i'm looking a little 
it's not like I thought it was that bad of a decision structurally. It, it's more just a slight uh, oddity, oddity, you say, <laughs> uh, as far as like the structure. But yeah, like as far as the structure of the series is more just interesting. I and I'd like to know more of his process. I've listened to or read interviews, a couple interviews with him. He doesn't. There aren't like a lot, but there's a couple that I found a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, that I, I have to like go back and look at. But it's yeah, cause I don't know like a lot of what else he's written other than the series. Right. I, I know he. I, I think he's done some short, short fiction. Uh, but but the, you think he does. The, the back of this book says that. Um, He's demonstrated equal facility for writing horror, thoughtful literary fiction, and powerful world-building science fiction. So he is—he was probably like, "This is my sci-fi story." Yeah, yeah. Would be my would be my guess. That the the the, the fall of Hyperion, like the book, the fall of Hyperion, or the Hyperion Cantos. The Hyperion Cantos. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That's it for me. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, next time it'll be uh, so at some point we'll be getting into Endymion Book Three. Yes. And I like it so far. Yes. Definitely exactly. like it so far. Yeah, a, 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 another struct structural shift uh, of sorts. Yes, we can say that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess. In the Acolytes of Merlin, uh, we are your host, Johnny. And John. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.